I was alone. I'm all by myself. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. Oh yeah, did I mention? I was all by myself. Ray Ray is fundamental, number one podcast from the get-go. And since you're listening, you got good sense, so let me break it down on this instrumental. It's basketball in all its essences. It's full of pop culture references. Point guards to stretch fours and fives. The last Buffy episode, despite survival. Never mind, let me get on track. Houston had a good run, and a team was stacked. We had plans for the team, Wolves, y'all remember? Quick question in sync, who's your favorite member? Oops, I did it again. Hold up, wait, best team on the court, probably Golden State. Yeah. Curry and them, yeah, they out this world, but that's Gray's top five. He's saying the Spice Girls. <laughs> I love that the theme song is outdated because it fits me, who is also outdated. But at this point, does it really matter? I mean, there are no sports going on. Anyway, this is the Ray Ray is Fundamental podcast. We are on episode 109 right now, and the second episode of the ISO series. I just kind of said that, that, but there really isn't any ISO series. But it is the second episode since the coronavirus pandemic started. My name is Ray Ray, and Uncle Ray Ray is telling you right now that unless you're at the front lines working... Please stay home. Thanks to everyone risking their lives to get jobs done. So I'm not going to keep this very long because we're going to talk about most of the stuff I talked about in the main interview anyway. As I'm speaking, it is March 25th, 2020. And the interview with my guest was done on March 24th. My guest in this episode is longtime friend Evan Barnes who works at the Memphis Commercial Appeal covering Memphis football and the Grizzlies on the interim. But again, no sports. All I can say about this is that we hope that this podcast serves as a, as a temporary distraction for what's going on in this world. I hope all of you are taking this seriously. We just heard last night that Carl Anthony Towns' mother has the coronavirus and is in bad shape. So we hope she pulls, she pulls through. And if the Olympics are postponed next year, how can you not take this pandemic seriously? Anyway, before we get to Evan... Let me remind you that you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are available, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. You can also find it on rarity.net slash fun. Follow me on Twitter at the No Look Pass. Uh, if you didn't hear the last episode, I talked to Maggie Hendricks of um, 670 AM, The Score in Chicago. Uh, we talked about the Olympics there. Um, that's all I got. I wish you could time travel for real, but let's time travel back to March 24, 2020. When I talk to that incredible Evan Barnes, please advertise me. Hey, it's Jess Kleinschmidt, and you're listening to the Ray Ray is Fundamental podcast. Ray Ray is Fundamental podcast with my guest. He used to do the Daily Breeze news, LA Daily news, and now he is doing Memphis football and the Grizzlies temporarily at the Memphis Commercial Appeal. My old friend Evan Barnes, what is up? I'm good, Ray. How you doing, buddy? I am good. First of all, let me make an apology to you. Okay. Well, two apologies. First of all, I didn't invite you sooner to this podcast. <laughs> We've known each other for so long, and I haven't done this. You haven't done this yet together. And second, 
for blocking you on Twitter accidentally in like, I don't know, 2014, 2015? That was a weird episode. I must, I must have been drunk or something. I don't know how it happened, honestly. I don't either because I just remember looking up and realizing, wait, I'm not following Ray anymore and I don't see Ray on my timeline. Yeah. And we've been friends on Facebook and next year I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah. So we made up for it. We got to break bread in person before I moved. So uh, I think you made up big time. Good, good enough, man. <laughs> well, first of all, how are you doing? It's a crazy time, dude. Man, it is ridiculous. Like, it, it's weird on two fronts. One, obviously professionally, you know, I don't have anything to cover game-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, it's weird, too. I mean, like, you're staying at home, you're chilling, you're trying to make sure you do everything responsibly. Um, but this is a weird time, man. Like, I never would have imagined me in a situation like this. So how am I doing is kind of like, it depends on the hour, I guess. Like sometimes I'm feeling really good. Sometimes I'm, I'm hanging in a little bit harder, and then other times I'm just like, "Yo, I'm playing some music. I'm watching some shows on on Netflix I haven't seen yet, and I'm hanging in." So it's it's changing, man. But do the days and the weeks, even the days, the weeks, the time, does it even matter anymore? Because they all look the same to me now. Because we're just all cooped up in here, unless we're getting groceries or something. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, I, I forgot how long. Like, I guess by the time we're recording this, it'll be what almost two weeks since the NBA. Yeah. Um, has been gone, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how long, but what day it is. Like, the days are rolling into one. Yeah. Yeah. Because our parents and grandparents have gone through world wars. I guess this is our thing. I guess. I mean, there's no uh, warfare or anything, but now we're just going against a virus. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, I've I, I hesitated to use, like, war comparisons, but you're right. I mean, it is kind of like, you know, before this, what was the last thing that really kind of shut stuff down to this effect? I mean, you could say, like, the week of 9-11, yeah. where there were no planes, there were no uh, sports for that week, we were all new junkies for the most part. I mean, I don't even know, but, but that was just for a week. I mean, I don't even know what else to compare it to because it's so weird. Like, my mom brought up how it's like, it is kind of like a war effort. Like, we're all basically having to participate. Businesses have had to change what they're doing to, like, you know, donate to make sure we have enough beds and ventilators and stuff. I mean, it is very, very surreal. Like, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think this is kind of like, you know, a wartime effort or whatever? I guess so. I mean, we don't even know how long this is going to last, for one thing. Like, I've I've loosely said that I'd be surprised if this will be over before the end of summer. But who knows? Because people are out there trying, thinking that this is still, that they can still live normally. When in reality, it's like this thing is multiplying. <laughs> you know, they don't get. The, I don't think people understand how serious this is. Yeah, and, and honestly, like what? Okay, so I had the flu three weeks ago. Right. I was. I'd seen, you know, reports about the corona coronavirus. I was on I was on the road trip to uh, with the Grizzlies to L.A. Mm-hmm. and I saw people wearing masks and stuff, and I was like, okay, this is serious, but you know, we just gotta, you know, see what happens with it. And then I get back and I get the flu, and I'm like, oh, this became like a bigger deal to me. Like now I'm more cautious about it. Um, but now it's like I'm less I'm less sensitive. I'm more sensitive to people who are taking it. Like, oh, it's not that serious. It's not gonna be that big a deal. And I'm like, guys. I don't know what you to see to convince you, but man, it's 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 serious, man. This is it's hard for me to joke about this, honestly. Yeah, right. 
every time I feel off, like whether I have a cough or my there's pain in my ear or there's some pain in my throat, I immediately think, oh no, I think Rona's here. You know, <laughs> it's like I start thinking this is going to be the end for me. But, you know, thank goodness that I feel great right now. But just just this virus, man, it's like whether you're healthy or you're, you know, old, elderly, like this can deteriorate your health easily from what we've seen. Yeah. It's just like it's, it's just like super flu that's basically, you know, going to, you know, sap your and do a lot. And for me who has asthma, I'm mm. really hiding off concern and. You know, my mom is, you know, I'm worried about her. You know, she's taking precautions as well. I mean, this is, it's literally like, what would happen if your biggest worry was something to affect your respiratory system, except it can affect everybody, Yeah. not you. It's like, oh, man, like, I'm sure you probably, you know some people who you're like, the degree of separation for people who have it now are like, yeah, it's getting smaller and smaller. Like, I just found out um, the other day that somebody I went to school with, her and her husband, might might have some you know have symptoms that are similar to it so it's 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 wild man yeah hey it's sarah spain from espn and you're listening to the ray ray is fundamental podcast so you've been in memphis for a couple of years now how is it compared to la <laughs> well it's funny because it's definitely a slower pace there's a um there's more of a easy way of life here that's really kind of cool you're not feeling rushed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not feeling a rush to like be somewhere. You kind of can just get there when you need to get there. The people are very friendly mm-hmm. for the most part. I know I've had some, some fun exchanges on Twitter, but people have been, most people have been very friendly to me in person. Um, it's easier to get around. I mean, within 30 minutes, you can get to almost anything you want here, um, which is better than L.A. And no traffic. It's <laughs> <laughs> a blessing because that's like, you know, anytime you see traffic, you just like get you know, like PTSD or whatever. Right. Um, so you got traffic, but then, you know, no traffic, but then you also got, um, <laughs> uh, what's, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, cheaper stuff. Everything's cheaper. <laughs> so, yeah, if you really love, you know, <laughs> if you really love to come somewhere where there's no state income tax, stuff is cheaper, you can save a little bit more money, you would like it here. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I, li- I lived in Portland for a year, so there was no sales tax. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure Portland was, was pretty cool. Like, honestly, I, I'd i love to get out to Portland. I was hoping to, yeah, hoping to get out there for one of these road trips, the bridges we're going to have to Portland. But now, you know, we don't know when that will be. So it's – I got to get out there. But, yeah, I love this, man. There's, one thing I really love that's really cool mm-hmm. is when you go places, you know how you play, like, you know, elevator music or whatever? Mm-hmm. Most of the elevator music here is soul music. Mm. Like, real place, and they'll just be playing like music in the background. Right. And it's just a reminder of all the rich musical history here that's so amazing. So, um, of course. I, I really love that. Like, just, the, just kind of like those subtle things that make Memphis unique, man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I know Katie Forbes, who's been on this podcast before, a friend of ours. Uh, she definitely wants me to visit at some point. Um, and uh, we, have, we have a mutual friend, actually, that lives here that I do karaoke with. She actually knows Katie for some reason, small world. But, uh, yeah, she's invited me to go, too. So maybe some point when this thing is over, yeah, I would love to go to Memphis. Yeah, I recommend it, man. Me and Katie will take care of you. Her husband is 
awesome. You would you would really love it here, especially with it being such a basketball city. Like for a Grizzlies game or even a, a Tigers basketball game, you would love it. Right. Yeah. So um, I I know you, you're dying to talk about this, but uh, you were mentioning about uh, karaoke uh, off offline with me. And uh, how big's the scene there for karaoke? You know what? I have actually never done karaoke out here. Hmm. So I can tell you, like, I would hope that Kate. Oh, wait, 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 I forgot. I actually went to karaoke with Katie and her husband one time, one night. Really? I did. There was, like, a, a, a so it was a group called Nerd 901, which was basically, like, a group of, like, self-proclaimed nerds who played video games. Mm-hmm. So I up at this place called The Rec Room here, and we played video games, and then afterwards, they did karaoke. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh. Okay, well then I'm gonna have to go ahead and I'm gonna have to go ahead and do this. I was a little bit scared, <laughs> but I was like, "All right, let's do this." And so uh, her husband did Lizzo, <laughs> which was awesome. Oh man, that's great! And, and um, I was like, well, "What am I gonna do?" So uh, I did uh, Prince when Doves Cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of it. Nice. Really proud of it. So. Uh, that's my one karaoke experience here, I think, that's been really, really fun. So, uh, I don't know. I might have to, like, find some more people to go karaoke with. <laughs> is, is Prince your signature? So, Prince, Fly in the Family Stone are two bands that I go to. Mm-hmm. I've done Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself by Fly. I've done Dubs Cry. I've done Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Mm-hmm. But, after I went to that karaoke night, I realized that I might need to uh, incorporate some rock because I saw a brother in there do Stone Temple Pilots, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> those are my favorites." Some soul music. Uh, one oh, so my funny karaoke story is from my birthday one year. Mm-hmm. I did Eve Six Inside Out, Ooh. <laughs> and it was, and what made it funnier was everyone in that karaoke booth was doing like soul music, R and B. Got the, I got up there and I do this like '90s rock song that nobody in the room is like digging. Everyone's looking around like, "What's he doing right now?" And I was like, "I'm going for it!" Like, "Yeah, let's go!" Um, so it was really weird, but it was really kind of like random. Like, I did, I thought I did good, but it was one of those cases where I was like, "Yeah, nobody in this room knows what I'm doing right now." <laughs> it's it, it's so funny. Like, whenever I go to uh, a karaoke a place that has karaoke or whatever. Some stranger will ask me what boy band song I'm gonna do because apparently, like people that don't even know me, <laughs> like I I must have that look or something. That I do boy band songs, which I do I do, but I mean I do I do some other things too, you know. So yeah, I think I find that pretty funny. Yeah, man, I'm assuming like what is your like what, so what would be your go to? Because I assume you would be I have a whole lot of pop songs in my head that you could do. Oh, what? What is your go? What would you like if I said Ray? Let's go. What's, what's the first thing you're thinking about? Uh, see, see, when you saw that uh, IG, I, I assume you did the IG uh, TV thing where um, I did Surface the first time. Um, I okay. So, so the story here is that um, my high school did they uh did the male did a male pageant called Mr. Buck where Buccaneers in Bellflower. And uh, it was it was the first year, and they asked me to participate, and I'm like, "What? Are you serious, me? Like, why why would I do this, right?" 
So, of course, you have to pick a talent, and I, and for some reason, I just ended up picking, uh, singing that song. And, I don't know, that, that sort of became, like, a go-to for me after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What? Uh, there is no video of that, unfortunately, so. Oh, Lord, I would love, oh, man, that would have been, like, awesome. Yeah. That- yeah. But, um, I, I sing, I sing, um, well, they're mostly 90s, like, I, I'll sing R&B, I'll sing pop, I'll sing, uh, some alternative as well, because I, I know some of that as well, because my brother listens to alternative, so, but yeah, I just, I just try to, I don't know, read the crowd or whatever, what, what, what they feel like, you know, if it's, if everyone's, if everyone's going fast, then I'll go slow, if everyone's going slow, I'll go fast, I try to change the pace, basically. Yeah, well, it's all about, like, what works in the mood. Like, sometimes you want to just, like, mash out a slow song and be like, yeah, I'm going to just do this ballad, or I'm just going to rock out and have fun and do something, like, really upbeat. Like, I'm amazed at just what people do. Yeah. And, it, and then it makes you think to yourself, what would I do? Right. Yeah, I, I mostly stick to my wheelhouse if it's 90s. If it's, if it's something new, it's like, I don't listen to, like, I haven't listened to much music after, like, 2004 or something like that. But I'll know the odd Bruno Mars song once in a while. I'll, I'll I'll do that, and then, you know, it's more my style basically. So. Yeah, it's fun. I can see Bruno really well. Like, so speaking of Bruno, so one mm-hmm. of my back home, we would used to do karaoke. He loved Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to a lot of Bruno at the time, so he would be the guy to look at, and he'd do Bruno Mars at karaoke, and he would just pour his heart in, like. <laughs> walked out of heaven and sang it like it was the song of his life like <laughs> and I was like oh my god and again I love this dude he's such a he's a funny guy but he's also a very smart very sensitive guy in the sense that he's very friendly and caring for people but when he that song I was just like yo like you rock this and then um, he did another Bruno Mars song and just Owned it so well, the crowd was like begging for an encore. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, you are amazing." That's great. FYI, I saw Bruno Mars in uh, All Star Weekend 2011 in LA. Oh, really? Yeah, cause uh, I, we were like watching. I think it was like a red carpet sort of thing or fashion show or whatever for the All Stars. It was like Saturday afternoon, and they had like they had Carrie Hilson, they had Bruno Mars. I forgot who the other couple were, but they had like a concert there too. So we just like, oh, so we're getting a free concert too. Cool. So yeah, I saw I saw Bruno there. <laughs> yeah, man, that would be cool. like honestly, being here in Memphis and appreciate Bruno a little bit more because that last tour he went on, I didn't realize how good those songs were until I heard the album when I went on a um, on a trip to the mountains. Mm-hmm. They were so good, and I realized like, yo, man, I used to. Okay, so I'll be honest. I used to joke with Bruno Mars about whenever I hear a song, it's like. Who does he sound like now? <laughs> I always had a joke, like, who does he sound like now? Because he, he did such a great job sounding like somebody else. And I mean that in the sense, like, he studied and he knows how to capture that sound really well. Yeah, yeah. So I used to joke with that. And so I loved this last album because it was all New Jack 90 stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard that, I was like, yo, man, this dude would be fun to watch live. And then I saw people go to that, that last tour and they were like, yo, it was one of the best shows I ever saw. I was like, wow, I had no idea, but... Man, like, Bruno is, I have a lot more respect for that dude. And, to top it off, um, the church I attend here, um, his trombone player um, is, is plays with the band here. 
So, so he's actually he's actually the director of the youth youth ministry here now. Now that they're off tour, but he played with Bruno for the longest time in his band. He you know played with him at the Super Bowl and everything else like that. That's awesome. And I have to be able to be like, yo, like that makes me even more like I again I me and him have never really spoken much, but just seeing him, knowing who he is and how much of a cool guy he is, and getting to know his family a little bit more, it's like man, like Bruno Bruno's got a really good ear and. He, I believe he made some of that music last album here in Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, nice. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little puzzled that, like, obviously, you know, I'm Filipino and I, I have a lot of Filipino friends. I'm not, I'm surprised we're not claiming him. He's half. <laughs> are you claiming it? Are you claiming it? I mean, yeah, he's half Filipino. Any, anyone that's like half or quarter or an eighth, like Nate Robinson, will claim. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Hey, I I, I, can't, I can't hate, man. I yeah. can't hate. Hey, it's man. like when you, it's like when you know somebody either is like from LA or spent time in LA or just happen to have like half black or something's like yeah, we claiming him, we claiming him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes sometimes I claim Portland too. I only lived there for a year. I'm like, yeah, Portland. Like I'm so proud to be a Portland resident, and I haven't lived there in like five years. <laughs> oh, you were there for a good year. Like that's that's a good way to get part of the community here. I would I would I would claim it. Yeah. I lived in San Diego for four years and I claim San Diego but I haven't really you know lived there in, you know, what, almost fifteen years. So I claim San Diego as much as I claim Inglewood, you know? I, I was born in San Diego and at some point like I want to live there again. Yeah. Dude, San, San Diego's such a fun city, man. Yeah, really, I love it. it really is. Okay, so here's some NBA news actually. You said Inglewood. Um the forum was bought by Steve Ballmer. And I know, I can see your disappointment in those tweets that you just bring out there. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I, this is personal for me. Like mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. up in LA, you know, you and I both know what the Clippers used to be thought of as, yeah. and transformed the last really fifty years has been really kind of great to see. I will just say that it's been great. To see. Yeah. This 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 stadium battle in Ingl- this arena battle in Inglewood has been going on for a while because Ballmer has been trying to to purchase his land mm-hmm. and a big outcry in the city between um, the, some, some of the residents, um, the mayor's office who basically wants to get this done and MSG, which is, you know, owns the forum. They were saying, well, we can't have a, no, a non-compete clause. Like we can't, you know, have two arenas here. That's not good. So with Ballmer buying this arena, um, he's basically got that part of the, the, the city locked down. And what scares me is, that area that he's trying to build in isn't vacant. Like it's not all vacant property over there. There's yeah. there's people who live on Section Eight housing over there. Um, there's a high school not too far away from there. Um, my church is in the vicinity of that area, and we know how big arenas are. Like it's not some small parcel of land. You're going to build this big, you know, over fifteen thousand seat arena that's going to be really wide. Uh, you know, that's a lot of land right there. And so I'm really worried about kind of what's going to get displaced there. Yeah. Uh, so it's personal for me. Like, I'm not I'm not against, you know, the Clippers trying to, you know, buy the Lakers' old arena. Like, that's not even what I'm thinking about. It's just the form is going to stay the form. It's going to stay a music-only venue based on what we saw. But, man, if they build this arena, I'm really worried about who's going to get displaced or what's going to happen. Because that's right there. That's my, my backyard right there. And it's not just an arena, like the parking lot and a downtown 
yeah. ve venues and stuff like that. There, there's going to be a lot of land that's going to be displaced there, and it sucks. Yeah, like, I mean, granted, the advocacy, the advocacy you know, and the ranks is going to be there. That art space over there, they could. It's, it's going to really transform the city in a way that I'm just really kind of um, concerned about because I, I just don't know. It's not going to be the city I grew up in, and it'll change the life. This is home for me. It's, it's really a, it's really sad when you think about it. Like again, you mentioned it's your home. Like I'm not I'm obviously not from Inglewood, but I can understand like you know losing your home. Like like it it sucks that it's going to be taken over by some. I'm not well. Steve Ballmer is an overlord or whatever, but like you know he bought the land and he can do whatever he wants with it now. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Like I was really nervous the the football stadium getting built because that was already going to, you know, make me wonder about traffic and other things like that. I was worried about that, but at least that was in an area that was already, like, had something there to the raise it, build over it, keep it moving. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I guess with this arena or this, the basketball arena that could happen, I'm just like, man, I don't really know. Like, this is not – I am I was already not – thrilled with the new stadium coming to Inglewood for football. Mm -hmm. And I'm also like, with this, I'm just like, oh man, so I was just, it's trying to accept you leave somewhere and you come back to it. It's like, oh, this is, this is different. Yeah. And I know the target date is what, 2024, right? So, yikes, I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going to happen to most of the neighborhoods there or what's going to get displaced and whatnot. It's, it's going to suck, man. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. Like, I'm, I'm really curious what Inglewood will look like in five years. Yeah, that's why when I, whenever I came back home, when I, when I moved here, it's like I wanted to really kind of soak in what the city looked like and just give my mind a chance to remember this because the more I keep coming back, the more it's gonna look different. And I know it seems, you know, a little bit, you know, like you know, you're clinging on to the past and traditions are moving forward, but you know, sometimes some things you want to hold on to just because you can change it without changing the culture of the city. Yeah. I'm worried, again, kind of like parts of L.A., like you're worried what's going to happen and who's going to come in and what's going to be lost as a result from this, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, five years, maybe four years. Like I said, the target is 2024, so we'll see what happens by then. Speaking of tradition, the Olympics have been postponed as well to 2021. And, God, like, again, like we talked about the coronavirus changing everything. They changed the Olympics too, <laughs> so. Yeah, man. I mean, this this, this thing is is no joke, man. Like this thing is really kind of pushing everything back. And right now, it's kind of like a surprise. What's not been pushed back? Yeah. Like with the Olympics being pushed back, that was maybe like the one thing I was looking at. Like, yeah, if they try to get that going, okay, that's we'll see. But if they really try to, you know, everything's being pushed back. Like we don't know when. Uh, the NBA is going to come back. We know this 30 days. It will be up next next month, and then we'll see what happens. But we're not sure what's going to happen there. You know, Major League Baseball has been postponed at least until May, I believe. So this whole thing is like basically saying, if you got something planned over the next two months, just uproot it, throw it away for a few more months. Like they can't, they postponed Coachella. Yeah. I, the minute they postponed Coachella, I was like, oh, every other festival's got to get pushed back. Yeah. And she, Bonnaroo, I think what Bottle Rock up there here, in Memphis in May, like all those festivals got pushed back. You're like, man, what's going to be left that hasn't been postponed? Like, 
we're basically looking at like April being like the longest month because at least in March we had sports. Yeah. In April, what are we gonna like? What What are some people gonna do now? For me, I would say get get on your Netflix, get on your Spotify, your Apple Music, Title, Hulu. Start getting your streaming together because I know you haven't seen everything on there. Yeah. But it's it's gonna be weird, man. Like this is so like we're not gonna have the Olympics. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. And and again, like I had mentioned earlier, it's like it's amazing how people don't take this seriously when the Olympics are canceled. Like, come on. But um, yeah. I mean, as for me, like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll check out some sh- some shows on Netflix. I have a huge video game collection, as you know, so I'm gonna be playing a bunch of games as well. What, what, <laughs> what games are you playing, man? Uh, I am playing Shenmue Three right now. I don't know if you know what Shenmue is. Um, but it's a action. It's a adventure game where this guy it's, it's like set in 80s China ironically and uh, you're just trying to find out the murder of your father basically so yeah um, yeah you know I'm into the Final Fantasy types um, I'll probably I'll probably play I'll even probably play like The Last of Us which is funny enough about um, a pandemic <laughs> so good, good timing right yeah yeah so yeah, I got a whole mess of games. I mean, I'm not going to run out of games anytime soon, but it's still, you love the option of having to go out, and we don't have that. Yeah, like, it's so crazy around. You're like, hey, it's Friday. I try to get out get into something. Mm-hmm. Can't, yeah. I might want to go out for a, you know, for a drink or get something to eat and sit down. Can't do it. Got to do curbside pickup. And it's it's really crazy now that, pretty much the only place you can go where you have like um what's it called um communal a community feel is the grocery store now which all of us are probably trying not to stay in as long as we can because there's so many people in there right uh, but it's so crazy and like it's it's a lot like i've actually like so before i came back home when i came up on one of my road trip i bought back tony hawk project eight <laughs> Nice. Like I, I have NBA 2K11 to show you how old I am as a gamer. Like I have 2K11, I'm still playing that. <laughs> That's and, great. Street Fighter Four. But I brought back Tony Hawk Project Eight because, like, you know, I just want to have some days where I just you know play skating around. But now I might want to start a whole new career mode in that because <laughs> I need a new challenge if I want to like break the monotony of watching Narcos or watching uh my my latest record spin or whatever that I got here or whatever. But I might have to go out and uh, <laughs> get that Tony Hawk going a little bit more, or play a uh, Michael Jordan mode in 2K11 again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll take you at least months, and hopefully by then it's over. The virus is over, so. Um, we got time. We got time. Yeah. This is Shay, Shay Serrano, and you are listening to the Ray Ray is Fundamental Podcast. I think Ray Ray should change the name of the podcast, but. He likes it, so that's what you're listening to. Funny enough, like um, people from my high school uh, invited me to this uh, group page. Like, hey, uh, Bellflower High School alumni, uh, let's let's uh, chat on Zoom. So I got on there. And it's like, man, some people I have never met, some people that I haven't seen in 25 years. It's amazing, man. And, yeah, it's like it's so surreal to talk to people I haven't talked to in forever, and at the same time, meeting people that have known my friends forever. Like it's 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 kind of sad that it, it took a pandemic to do this, but man, I'm I'm glad I did that, and we're gonna try to do that a little bit more uh, this week. 
And that's good. Like, apparently, like, I didn't realize Zoom was going to be the new best thing. Mm-hmm. But apparently, like, that's what everyone's been using. Like, my mom and I tried to use it the other night. I've seen, like, a few football coaches at other programs have tried to use it. So it seems like Zoom is about to be the thing now that we all used to use, like, great meetings and stuff. So it's going to be interesting kind of how we how we adjust. Like, we're humans. Humans always find a way to adjust to their surroundings. So it's like... We got all this technology, we might as well use it, like FaceTime, Zoom, Instagram video, Skype, yeah. like, we might as well, because we're going to have a lot of this for a while, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, I'll be honest also, like, just doing this podcast with you is therapeutic, because it's like, yeah, normally we talk about sports, what's going on in the NBA, Giannis is MVP, stuff like that, but instead we're just shooting the breeze, because, man... Do we need to talk? Do we need to like break the break the monotony? You know what I mean? For a while, like, I'm not thinking about it right now. We were talking about it, yes, but it is kind of good to like talk to people. And I think that's another thing I've tried to do more is reach out to your friends, talk to them, you know, see what's going on, how they're handling it, and then after a while, you're gonna be like, yeah, just talk, you know, talk, shoot the breeze about anything else. And for that little moment, you forget. Yeah, you know, you forget. and that's kind of what we need. Like, it's not gonna be a case of just being in our own world with like streaming and television and Netflix, but we need that communication with friends to be like, Hey, how are you doing? And see if these friendships you have are still worth keeping or see if these friendships can get deeper and be like, yo, like let's check in more. Cause I need this, you know? Yeah. And we can reminisce. Hey, remember the time when we actually, you know, went out together that one time that was like a long time ago, you know, when it's only like two weeks ago or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, cause now well, the social distancing and everything. The first time we met was, like, a few days before I left the city. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, however many years to finally meet, and it's like, oh, I'm, by the way, I'm leaving, so let's go get something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Spitz Game, Daryl Wilson also, who was with that, who was with us when we uh, had, was it Chinese food, I believe? Yeah, we had Chinese food, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it, it only took us, like, what, eight years to get together? <laughs>
competition, that fun of watching a different person show up and, you know, cook, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I miss. Like, what about, what about you? What do you, what do you miss? Are we talking, uh, I'm answering my question, or are we, are we talking about just in general? <laughs> because... I'm throwing hmm? your question back at you. What do you miss about the NBA? Okay, so, of course, you mentioned the Lakers. Um, they're the number one seed in the West when this all stopped. Um, I was looking forward to seeing more Zion, who is coming into his own. I don't know how many 20-point uh, games he scored in a row when this stopped. Um, I'm jealous you get to see John Morant every day, basically, because that guy is special. <laughs> He's fantastic. Um, yeah, obviously the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm, I'm actually also looking for. I was also um, loving the Toronto Raptors with their um, title defense, who've been amazing this year. They've been so fun to watch without Kawhi. Um, right. And I was looking forward to them, like, see how good they are in the playoffs, see if they can actually – I don't think they were going to pull it off, but, like, you know, I would like to see them try, you know? So, yeah. 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 I think could this have been like you know this has been the best Bucks team in history because that seven what that seventy seventy one Bucks team with Kareem and Oscar Robertson that won a championship this had a chance has probably been you know one of the better Buck teams to to do it in our lifetimes I mean like I know those eighty Bucks teams were really good but and that two thousand one Bucks team went to the ECF but this team had a chance to do it I would love to see kind of what they would have done if if Giannis can win that second MVP or with LeBron get it in year 17 I mean that would have been fun man like I'm hoping yeah I'm hoping you know I'm gonna try to find a way to solve the season but I miss seeing that like back and forth yeah and, and of course the Lakers Clippers potential for a Western Finals we're gonna miss that yeah yeah man that would oh, gosh I would love to see LA go crazy over that just because you know it almost happened in 2006 if I'm not mistaken yes like, so yes if the Lakers had beaten Suns that year, it would have happened yeah. in the first round. If the Lakers beat the Suns in the first round in 06, they would have faced the Clippers, and then it could have happened. Yeah. So this would have been absolutely the best chance it could have been, and it would have been so much fun, not just for for the city, but also like basketball fans. Like the Clippers are still fun to watch when they're healthy, and obviously people want to see if the if LeBron and the Lakers could you know win this championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have loved to see that. And I know we know how L.A. would have reacted to that, and it would have been so much fun seeing how um, a freeway, really not even a freeway series. like It's a, it's a hallway series, as people called it, I think. Hallway series. a hallway series. Jeez. <laughs> how that works. <laughs> My friend hates that term. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, it, it would have been so much fun. And then, you know, again, even before that with the Grizzlies, like, could the Grizzlies, you know, hold off the eight seed? Like they were in that eight seed race, which no one thought they would have been in. Mm-hmm. Could they have gotten in and you know been one of the NBA's you know great stories? Like that would have been so much fun seeing like John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks all against the Lakers after they beat them. You know, in Memphis, it would have been like, hey, that would have been a pretty entertaining series. Even would have whether it would have been a a long series or not, it would have been entertaining. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is. There's a lot that I miss, man. Like I hope, again, I hope that they can salvage it in some way. But in the meantime, it's a matter of making sure we all stay healthy and stay sane, and you know, do the best we can. You know. Yeah, that's what's most important. So, before anything else, let's take care of ourselves first before we dive into whatever needs to open <laughs> uh, in this country first. But um, 
Before I let you go, um, you have been very vocal about your love for Christina Aguilera. <laughs> so I want to hear about that. Oh, my God. You're taking me back 20 years, man. So, okay. I always so, do. <laughs> Christina Aguilera, to be told, I think that's the first CD I bought with my money. Oh, okay. That makes I, sense. My sister bought the CD, but I believe, like, okay. So I bought some video game soundtracks. Like, back in the day, like, I bought the Mario 64 soundtrack, mm-hmm. but the music I bought was Christina Aguilera in 1999. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was not a, a Britney fan. I was a Christina fan. Yes. So I would love, love that album. I played it over and over. Um, I was happy Christina was, you know, getting popular, and I was glad that she won the Grammy for Best New Artist that year over Britney. I was like, yes! <laughs> uh, and then, of course, like, so when uh, Dirty came out, that was my freshman year of college. Uh-huh. Like, Perfect timing to go to college and go to parties, and that song is out. Yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then, but after that, I mean, I love her voice. I love her attitude. I love how she's become this big voice with a big heart and somebody who has a lot of attitude and great, you know, you know, things about her that I've seen just, you know, how she carried herself, whatever. But, yeah, man, Christina was, I, I, had, a, I had a little crush on Christina back in my high school days. A little? <laughs> Just a little. Come on, man. <laughs> big time. Yeah. Um. What was the jam that you, besides Dirty, I guess, because you were uh, you mentioned that. But any other jams that you were really jamming to back then for Christina? All right. Genie well, in a Bottle. Yes, I love that song. Mm-hmm. There was a on that album on the first album. There was a song on there called Somebody Someone mm-hmm. that was really really kind of like smooth, a little bit of funky. Um, it, was a, it was an album cut, but it was, I played that a lot. Mm-hmm. I love song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, recently, you know, like, on the uh, Ain't Nobody album, or Back to Basics that uh, DJ Premier helped produce. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the song she did on there called Back in the Day, that uh, where she pays homage to all of her musical heroes, uh-huh. that song always gets me going, because so much fun, and she's such a student of so much, you know, past that um, I love that song too. So yeah, that's probably uh, the level of my Christina. <laughs> I I love Christina Aguilera. <laughs> it's it's fine, man. We all we all have our we all have our likes. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool, man. But um, yeah, I mean, I listen to a lot more Britney, but like I acknowledge that Christina's a much more much better singer. <laughs> like I acknowledge that. Like she she has such a powerful voice. Like I'm, I'm amazed by it every single time I hear her. Uh, great, but one of the things I love, like one performance I will never forget. Mm-hmm. Anne Brown died. She did a perform a cover of "It's a Man's World," mm-hmm. and she did this. I saw it live. She did, oh, she did. Or, I mean, I wasn't there. I watched it on TV. Yeah, but she did this like scream that was so like guttural, emotional, and she just like let herself go and I was like I got chills I'm getting chills when I'm thinking about it mm-hmm. did that I was like oh my god like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah that was another Christina performance I remember her voice was like wow wow yeah so for for all Memphis Grizzlies and Memphis football and Christina Aguilera fandom go to Evan Barnes by the way Anything else you want to? Anything else you want to publicize? Uh, your Twitter, your Twitter handle, because there's no sports right now, stuff like that. Anything, any work you want to 
publicize? Um, I'm good. Man. Like, you know, read my stuff at creepyfield.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at Evan underscore B. You can see whatever we talk about now, because obviously it's not much sports, but we'll talk about life. We'll talk about, you know, what's going on musically, but, you know, we'll stay informed of what's going on, and I'm sharing a lot of news articles that we published that our, my team, our team over there is doing such a great job reporting what's going on in Memphis and everything, so um, yeah, Evan underscore B if you want to follow more, maybe I might get into like the Christina Rabbit Hole and talk about my, my memories of that first album or something. <laughs> awesome, man. That is Evan, the coolest guy in Memphis. I'm just Ray Ray. I'm just laying down here. I just want to go to sleep. So, all the listeners have to be honest. When I moved to Memphis, Ray told me to meet Katie Corbett and said, you need to know who Katie Corbett is. And then you need to get in touch with this other person, Rosman. And I'm like, okay, cool. I followed him. If it weren't for Ray, I would have known a single person here to like link up with outside of work. So Ray helped me do that. So I owe you some thanks, man, because you are the network. You know people, and people respect you, and that's why I dig you, man. So I get lucky, <laughs> but I, I'm just glad that people put up with me. Um, funny enough, also, I met Rosalind uh, two months ago. She was here in L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was finally good to meet her. So that, that was cool. Um, yeah, I actually... I- her like very recently. I met her a couple months ago. We were, we were both getting drunk in the same place, and I was like, it took us two years and finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's amazing how social media has made the world smaller, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it. Hey, love you, man. Take care. Game over, yeah! Hashtag blame Ray Ray.